Hey guys, um, look, I just wanted to tap in really quick. I just got this feeling, man, um, that this summer is, uh, it's about to be a white boy summer. You know, take it how you want. I'm not talking about like Trump, uh, you know, NASCAR type white. I'm talking about, you know, you know, me, um, John B., Jack Harlow type white boy summer. You know what I mean? Let me know if you guys, uh, can vibe with that. And, uh, Get um, ready, you know, because I am. I'm not talking Donald Trump, NASCAR white. I'm talking me, John B, Jack Harlow. Who is John B? You know John B. He's that he's that R and B singer from fucking nineties who was like white but dark hair. Sing John, a song. John B. He um he's um what was his biggest song? I'm about to sing it for you. It's a bit too sexual. So <laughs> man them here. That's where you draw the line. <laughs> yeah, so man them here, and then we need to relax. Baby. She's got into my head this Letty Girl with the intro shit. <laughs> hey, leave that in. <laughs> I thought I was doing sufficient enough intros, and now people are fucking Shout out Letty. coming out of the woodwork. Friend of the show. <laughs> fucking hell, bruv. Yes, long time listener. This could yeah. end terribly, episode 16, mother. Fathers. <laughs> nah, she's really in my head. <laughs> My name is Richard Abiyadidi. Nah, for real, for real. This could end terribly. Episode 16. With your boys. A to the B-I. A to the D-E. Man like JV and man like Tommy. Back again. That's why I gave up rapping. You hear that freestyle? <laughs> yeah, no, we, we had to listen to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this could end terribly, episode 16. You know what it is. And if you don't, let me tell you, because apparently I've got to do that more. Um, <laughs> it's a bi-weekly podcast. How, uh, how, would you, how, would you, how would you even describe us? The current Fortnightly current affairs podcast. <laughs> the intersection between culture, travel, fashion, music, news, finance, stuff. The things, the range, the range. We are here mm-hmm. every fortnight, mm-hmm. mostly Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We are here on Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Spotify, mm. SoundCloud. Shout out mm-hmm. YouTube if you're nasty. Jeez. Soon to be all other outlets, mm-hmm. but more on that later. Not necessarily today, gentlemen. What are you saying? What's How good? are you? What's good? What are you, what are you saying, Tommy? Very good. Glad to be back. Back again. Yeah. Quoting back my again. favorite we're, on AFTV. We're, we're doing it guy. again. We're doing it again. Literally tried to stop us. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing it again. <laughs> so Tommy came and did last week's Last Times episode. Yes. And then left Crib and we released the episode and I didn't hear anything from him. Don't know how he felt about it. Don't know how how I. he felt about recording. Nah. You know how, how it turned out for him. Did he listen to it? We nah. don't know. I'm we actually not chatting to man. We don't know. Yeah. I thought so, I gave a pretty good summation upon my exit on the internet. Well, but, uh, you hadn't the heard, but you hadn't no, heard but I had the a final fun. product. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I thought it was good. I'm back again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for that very reason. Um, good. How are you, boys? How are you, Johnny? Yeah, getting on with it, man. Shit, it's been. A- I know this is going to be a dangerous podcast. Mm. When Johnny turns up with a trim like that, he's going to be on Ooh, one today. He's going to be on one. Lock Looking up fresh. your daughters. Not, not only with the short back and sides, but man's turned up with eyebrows. This 
come on. Harley Street's finest. Oh, shout out. Get to know. Karen Betts professional. If you, want your, if you want your face torn up, Plug. she's the woman to go to. Is that, is that right? Run us through the process. But RT, I have to give immense credit to the women that do this voluntarily. Because it's microblading shit. It is not fun. It's not fun. What is it? So you walk in there and they give you like a little, a little cream for, what do they call it? Anesthetic? Yes. Yeah. Anesthetic on your eyebrows. So you sit there for half an hour, 20 minutes, chant some shit. Um, and then you get taken in. And it's basically like a tattoo, but it's kind of done with a knife, I guess, because it's, I don't know, they've got to get it under the skin so that it grows yeah. through. Anyway, even with the anesthetic, you can feel this fucking sharp shit scratching at your eyebrows. Mm. It fucking hurts. Yikes. Um, so I've not really got a choice. I'm sick and tired of people asking me why I don't have eyebrows. Does that happen a lot? It people used, just ask. People just be like, what happened to your face? And I'm hmm. like, pa. I thought it was more, <laughs> why'd you look so surprised? Why do I start? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I just, I'd like shout out to the women who do this shit voluntarily because that's a high <sighs> pain threshold. I feel, it, I feel like I know, I now know what it's like to give birth. Does it stimulate oh, really? growth? Does it like, is it meant no. to stimulate growth of the hair or something? No, the follicles? No, no, it's a tattoo, ah, okay. basically. How long does it last? So it's meant to last eight to 10 months, roughly. Nice. Eight to 12 months. Um, but you can go back for like touch-ups or whatever. Some people's skin reacts differently. Some people take to it better. I Do don't take to it particularly well. I'm quite a sensitive guy. Were there any baddies in the waiting room? There were not, no. They oh. are extremely professional, but certainly middle-aged uh, women from somewhere in Darlington. Oh, okay. Very good though. Karen Betts. Not cheap, not cheap, okay. but very good. Okay. Recommend it for... Seeing as we've got so many female listeners, according to Spotify demographics, <laughs> go and get your faces fixed. Man, then fucking arrive, will you? Fucking hell. What you been on, Tommy? Alhamdulillah. All good. Voted yesterday. Mm. Hey. That went, uh, Dare we ask which way? Uh, I voted a variety of different ways. No, no, no. I can't be rewarding <laughs> bad candidates. Um, <laughs> or bad campaigns, let's say. You know, sure. well, maybe the bad worst campaign. campaign. We'll come back to this. The thing is, for me, um, I've been away for so long, like obviously with the Dubai thing that uh, I haven't voted in a while. Yeah. So mm. it, felt, it felt quite nice. When was the last time you voted? 2000, uh, well, so I posted, I can postal vote. So I did the postal voted for Brexit and stuff like that. Okay. But, uh, you postal voted for Brexit? Well, not for Brexit, <laughs> but for the referendum. Yeah, exactly, it's true. But for an actual general local election, I haven't voted in one of those in your boy, It must be your boy Dave, no? My boy Dave, yeah. My local, boy Dave. local resident. Yeah, yeah. My neighbor. Yes. 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 Another reason why West London needs more representation. <laughs> if if ever there was a reason to represent West London less, mm -hmm. it would be for homing David Cameron. Yeah. Well, Dave fits into to our neck of the woods because I don't know if you've seen the size of his forehead. Is that man? <laughs> <laughs> but fits just, just right in with me and Abdi. The, the the home of moody hairlines, yeah. West yeah. London. That's what's West, up. We're Labra Grove, Latimer. <laughs> Stand up. <laughs> what are you saying, Rich? Yeah, I'm good, man. I went to the office this week for the first time in 14 oh. months. Mm -hmm. So that was strange. Forgot where everything was in the pantry. Is it still stocked? Um, still stocked. That's what's up. They're doing like some nicer things as well. Like okay. proper breakfast, proper lunch. Don't really need to leave the office, but you should. But don't just, just, just that's that just new management talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, constantly. exactly. Tommy knows. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it was good. Like seeing people was great. Like, I realized how shacked up I've been for the last 14 months and being in a comfortable chair for the first time properly in 14 months has made all the difference. 
Although my spine is a bit reinforced now, having Slightly. been having been on a shit show. What's the name of the booze around anyway. the corner? The one downstairs. Um, Sugarloaf. Yes, hit that hit that one up. Yeah, they've got all the outdoor seating now. No so way. The situations were a bit better. There's well, never been outdoor seating at that pub. <laughs> yeah, no, we went to the went to the Vino Teca after work one oh, of well these that. days this week, which was alright, but not been to the. Uh, that was empty though. It was pretty dead. Oh really? Yeah, and it's and, and as I said last time, and it's still not really quite like drink outside weather. Yeah. Right? So you can still book up a few places. You're looking right forward now. to getting back into the office. Like, um, yeah, one, I'm not one, gonna one time enough. No, I'm not gonna lie. Like I kind of have to be in like a few days a week now. Um, Senior man, is what it is, mm. isn't it? Certain man are local, certain man are Try, man. global. There you go. I'm looking forward to that, to be honest. The commute is nice. Like just you know, just getting out of the house in the morning, having a routine is better. Thing about being in the office is that you can actually just waste a lot more time. Yeah, I wish I had to chat to <laughs> coffee machines that to rinse, yeah. toilet breaks to take, toilet <laughs> roll to steal. Yeah. Whereas at home, you know, you can't steal your own no, Andrex. That's jarring. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. what you had to do, like talk to your other half. Yeah. Miss me with that. It's mad, isn't it? Uh, well, it's either like we'll talk about that a bit more later. Yeah, as quite well, right. Yeah. Uh, either yeah. like do work or do the laundry. I don't like either of those things. Nah, for real. So get me back in the office so for I can, real. you know. Do fuck all. That's what's up. For real, for real, for real. But no, but no, it's good. It's it's good to be back. It's good to be back there on the on the subject of voting. I voted as well. I'm pretty sure I also lost. for Sean Bailey. Not for Sean Bailey. No. He reminds me of Trevor Nelson. Wow, that's, that's <laughs> he does look like Trevor Nelson a little bit. Yeah, when I see him, I see Trevor Nelson. Start thinking about MTV Base and all those student union nights where he would come and Westwood would come. And all that stuff. Trevor Nelson's wannabe, wannabe Cockney accent is marginally more convincing yeah. than Sean Bailey's. To Sean say. Bailey also reminds me of like Derek, that posh geezer from Big Brother. Do you remember the, the oh, black oh posh my geezer days. Derek? Yeah. The geezer couldn't spell. Yeah, just like bald. He, he loved yeah. cider. That was it. He was yeah. a cider geezer. Just like bald, dark-skinned guys all just look the same to me. <laughs> um, but I didn't... <laughs> I, uh, I didn't um, vote for him. When are those results coming out, by the way? Sunday, apparently. Okay, mm. cool. So I don't think he's going to win that. But one of my friends... Apparently he's a lot closer than... Yeah, than he's definitely not, not surprised. Not he's surprised. Not, winning, though. not surprised it's closer, but I'll be surprised Low if he takes it. Low voter engagement, Labour's problem across the country. I didn't vote. Yeah, and we're going to... You didn't vote. You didn't vote. All right, we'll get onto that in a sec. First Excellent. Wow. First wow. wow. That's huge. Yeah. Wow, all right. Like you. Oh, shit, we're here to mm. fucking pod today. That's what's up. Um, but yeah, no, um, one of my friends sent me a message and he was like... Uh, are you voting today? I was like, yes, yes. And he was like, cool. When this particular mate like messages me to talk about politics or to to like hint about politics, it always turns into a long full blown like debate slash argument. Mm -hmm. But this time he was like, yeah, I actually think I'm uh, for the first time in my life gonna vote Tory. I was like, oh, huh. mm. so you're voting for Sean Bailey? And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hmm. He hit, uh, he hit 34 and turned racist. <laughs> I was like, and yeah, he's like a black guy from Catford. And I was like, um, all right, so why? And he gave me all these reasons, you know, extortionate charges this, and I read manifestos that, and da da da. And I was just like, manifestos? Like, I mean, what's that got to do with what actually happens once they come in? I know it's an obvious indicator of what their intentions are, but like, what does that even fucking mean? Like, what do you like about this guy? And he was like, oh yeah, and by the way, like, narrowed it down to two things. He's like, basically, you, Les, so congestion charge and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was like, yeah. And my dad like used to work for Sadiq Khan and he didn't like him that much. So I'm voting for Sean. I was like, that's not a reason. That's is the it? best reason. He's saying the guy's a prick. <laughs> Basically, my dad I, used to work for him and he's, he's a dick. I, no. I like my mate is to eat during the hours of sunlight 
right? Yeah. And like, given this ramadingdong, I don't want my mayor being hungry because he might hit the nuclear button and I yeah. don't think he's trustworthy. And then he said that his second choice is that Nico lad. Yes. <laughs> NDL, fam. NDL. <laughs> and I was like, my friend, this is a low point for you. I think he, this guy's actually going to do probably quite a bit better than he's, he's going to get his money back. For. He's definitely yeah, getting his, yeah, his, get his, his 10Gs back. Yeah, yeah. His is that, is actually, that all it takes to jump in? Yeah, 10Gs and I think a couple of criteria about age and things like this. But, no way. Uh, then you're good. And then I think I think the number's 5%. No, or 1%, something like that. If you but garner, I think it's 5% for constituency races, like yeah, in the general election. It's either 1% or 5%. So if you garner either 1% or 5% in the in the vote, then you get your like money back, basically. You I was, get your um, deposit. Yeah, I was like, reading into this, in brother. Play, I found these manifesto very, very cheesy, corny, like not funny at all, really. Um, but well, he's like here for the vibes. No, I wasn't here for the vibes. <laughs> and that's what my friend said. He was like, I voted for him for the vibe for not, the vibes. Not like for the, for the vibes. Not like you to be <laughs> fucking uh, boring, your buddy. Rich. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> but no, it's just like I didn't get it. But um he's got like three point six something million yeah. subscribers on YouTube. So if that shit, shit translates to voters, fucking hell, bruv. It was just yeah, a big right. piss take. He might be the dark yeah. horse, isn't it? Uh, Slightly. He could easily come second. He could easily come third. Yeah. That would be such bants for the Lib Dems. Yeah. And the Greens. <laughs> and the Greens. And the new UKIP guys and any well, and other. And this Brian Rose geezer, this fucking weirdo who tells everyone that he's a banker and he's actually a CDS broker at ICAP. Who's, there's the video of him drinking piss on the trading floor. Oh, wow. He's a fucking weird, weird broker. Brokers are strange. But we can't run away from the humdinger you just dropped, Johnny. Like, why didn't you vote? What the fuck? Boy, how long have I got? I mean, okay, so I'm eating a fair amount of shit recently for being happy Corbyn left and Starmer came in. Yeah. So I'm still happy Corbyn left because he was ultimately unelectable and 2019 proved that. Yeah. Clearly the Starmer experiment has failed. It's failed, uh, it's failed for a few different too reasons. Too early, bruv. Uh, but I'm let me, not let sure me it is. Wait, wait, if we're interjecting, can I just ask a question as to what you just said earlier? Mm -hmm. uh, did, Corbyn, did Corbyn fail or... Or, or was Corbyn unelectable or was or were his policies unelectable? I think Corbyn personally was unelectable. And this is the point that I'm going to get into. If you, during canvassing, before the election, after the election, actually a lot of what Corbyn promised or what Labour Party promised under Corbyn's leadership, very popular. Universal broadband, increased worker protections, jobs guarantees, uh, greater spending on the NHS and policing, et cetera, et cetera. All these things vastly, um, overwhelmingly popular. Many of them later to be adopted by the Conservatives and will subsequently be adopted by the Conservatives in this post-pandemic spending binge that we're about to go on. Greater than anything that Corbyn had had planned in the first place. Um, something I've been kind of mulling over a lot, I guess writing a bit about on Twitter, is that <clears throat> where Starmer has failed is that, for better or worse, modern politics has become about selling a story. Yep. Selling a vision. Selling an image. And right-wing politics has become dominant over the last five to 10 years in the wake of the uh, 2008 recession, the collapse of neoliberal economic ideology has sold a story of a greater past. And that has manifested itself through nationalist movements, um, national identities, harking back to a better time, et cetera, et cetera. And Corbyn, to his credit, did capture the essence of that. Now he mm. translated it in a different sense. It wasn't like, let's keep Britain white and keep all these immigrants out and build high fences and go back to a world where we was ruling the seas like the Tories did kind of thing. But, you know, he kind of harked back to post-World War II reconstruction, 50s era NHS building, um, <clears throat> mass social welfare programs to lift the country out of poverty as it was. Um, and that storytelling was what got him votes. So to answer your point, did 
was Corbyn or his policies unelectable. Corbyn himself was unelectable. And I still maintain that because you know, there are various examples of him in interviews with Christian Guru Murthy getting super angry. I think he had very poor temperamental control. He wasn't Facts. particularly good in PMQs. This guy's not Public a good speaking. politician. Public speaking, that was, was not very a good politician. Yeah. He just wasn't a good, he, had, he didn't have the schmooze of the charm, right? But he did come up with a story and that was seductive. And now Starmer's Labour Party in its entire purge, not only of Corbyn, but of his supporter base, has shown poor politics by effectively jettisoning the campaigner base of the party, the activist base of the party, the organizers who go out and canvass, um, but has removed this story, this labor image, this ideology mm. of participation. And Tommy and I are two people debate politics a lot. We're both, I think, fundamentally pragmatists in politics. We've always kind of prided ourselves on that. But actually, as I get older, it does become more and more obvious to me that it's not pragmatism that engenders engagement. It's idealism. Bro, Johnny's going Tory. It's people that sell the story that get people out to the streets. He's going Tory. Oh, absolutely not going Tory. Mark, absolutely not going Tory. Mark this down, episode 16. <laughs> Didn't take The off. wheels are falling <laughs> off. My point is that Starmer has failed to sell an image of the country. Yeah. He has not infused people. He has not excited anyone. Nobody's been out canvassing. Nobody's been out... Uh, campaigning for him because he has given nothing for people to be excited by. He spent the last two years saying, I'm not Jez. Apart from being very underwhelming in opposition, he's given nothing for people to jump onto, to be a part of. Politics has become a participatory sport. We're very tribal. We join our team, we root for it. But if the team's not performing, then what is there to jump on? And that's part of why I wasn't enthused to vote for Labour. I did it in 2019. I voted against my Better will, I didn't want to support Jez, but I voted for Labour because I believe that a Labour government would still be better than a Conservative one. And I still believe that to be the right choice post-2019. Was I enthused enough by Labour to get out and vote for Sadiq Khan? No, I wasn't. But Clearly. wasn't but you went and voted for Jeremy Corbyn when he was embroiled in all the anti-Semitism stuff, despite your better judgment, as you said. But this is just a boring guy with no personality who hasn't buoyed the, uh, the Labour Party or the Labour Party supporters, and you mm. just didn't that you just didn't feel it. So I voted for David Lammy. How first past the post system works? Yeah. Um, so you did vote. Voted in 2019. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I voted for David Lammy. Didn't vote for Jez. Voted for David Lammy. So I justified it to myself. Okay. Um, but I was still enthused enough by by the by what that Labour government could deliver. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. I wasn't happy about having a bloke who's so like yeah. friends with Hamas. So but it's a okay. combination of things in this sure, case. But I did, yeah, like yeah. it was very clear that the Conservatives were the greater evil, still are the greater evil. Mm. Um, and something that I guess Tommy alluded to, you know, really what is the power of the mayor within London? It's not enormous. Agreed. It's not enormous. Agreed. Symbolic. Yeah, I'd rather, I would obviously rather have Sadiq Khan than, than Sean Bailey. But I think it's important to send a message that Labour in its current form will lose every election that comes. Mm. It needs to do better at engaging with people meaningfully and not just we'll, we'll, we need to reconnect with the working classes and this infantilization of voters outside of London. It really needs to understand that it's, that it's lost. Um, I think you made a lot of points that are difficult to argue against. Um, I think politics has always been about selling a story, selling a vision, right? It's always been that case. Um, and I think it's easier now selling that vision and people's attention easier because of technology and people's attention spans are shorter. So you're constantly looking for that kind of 10 word, one sentence message, right? Build back better. Mm -hmm. 
get Brexit done or mm-hmm. whatever it take is. Take back right? control. Take back control. You're looking for catchphrases or, or, or a, a statement. It's the same as when you're doing branding, any kind of marketing, sure. right? Sure. Whether it's political marketing or you're marketing consumer consumer goods. Sure. So that that's where essentially the Labour Party failed. But I think more... I think it's more fundamental than that with Keir Starmer because the reason I asked you to clarify about Corbyn is I think the man was unelectable, Agreed. became essentially toxic for a variety of, of reasons, including you know the national press. Mm-hmm. But his policies largely were popular. Agreed. Right? So when Corbyn when 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 Starmer ran, he st- he ran as 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 Corbyn light basically. I'm going to take all of his policies, but I'm just the electable but face. I'm not him. Yeah, I'm the electable face. I'm. Uh, professional, I am electable, and all the rest of Quisitive it. Quisitive QC holding the exactly. Tories to account. And we d- we talked about this when sure. we. I think we both had quite a lot of optimism when he was. Yeah, agreed. I think when most did. Yeah, won. yeah. And it made sense, right? Because you're thinking, okay, they're going to put that kind of Tony Blair gloss over uh, Jeremy Corbyn policies, correct? Right. So, and that's a winning formula. Should be right in theory, exactly. Um, but what we've learned is the shtick of professionalism and electability is clearly not true. There's right? no gloss. There's no gloss, right? There's no vision. There's no story. Mm-hmm. We have, I mean, you mentioned losing f- like future elections. But if you think about it, the Labour Party has won three out of the last 11 elections, mm-hmm. right? So three Tony Blair victories. That's and, it. And that's well, it. This has been the bar. Right. It's been lose, 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 lose. Blair, Blair, Blair. Lose, 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 lose. Yeah, so it's easy to say that now, right? Yes. But if you remember in 2010 when when Cameron was cobbling together a coalition, Mm -hmm. the chat after three Labour governments and three Labour elections is, we'll never see a Tory uh, government ever again. Mm. That was the popular opinion, right? The demographics have changed and this and the red wall and blah, blah, blah. We'll never see a Conservative government again. And we're going to be veering towards a more kind of European um, coalition style Mm. uh, governing. and the Tories after that have won every election, mm-hmm. basically. So they play that game very well, man. It's a messaging game. It's a messaging game. And 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 Keir Starmer is someone who is similar to Sadiq Khan, uninspiring. So as much as it is messaging, there is also a lack of substance. So Rich, someone who is interested in engaged in politics to yeah. a less like ridiculously sad and nerdy extent, Tommy <laughs> and I, but still very much engaged, active, and cares. Yeah. What would you say is Keir Starmer's keynote policy at the moment? Um, try not to be offensive <laughs> to anything the Tories say. Fair, but genuinely, nah, I'm, name, yeah. name three things that he said he's going to get could, done. I couldn't. My view of Keir Starmer is he went in with a mandate to just steady the boat and that's unfortunately equated to minimal impact, minimal policy, uh, minimal engagement well, he's, he's minimal opposition a, 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 still, so, a still boat in the ocean full of people ends up with sharks swimming around there you it, go and, that, and that's that's, that's, that's exactly happened. it the, yeah. problem, the problem is as much as there has been bad messaging and faulty opposition there is no policy base there is no policy base if, if Starmer had come out in this election and said that the people of Hartlepool all over the councils were bleeding votes this Labour Party stands for a jobs guarantee This Labour Party stands for a national living wage. This Labour Party stands for increased worker protections. This Labour Party stands for increased unionisation rights for nurses. This Labour Party stands for greater spending on healthcare, police, social welfare, etc. Those are key messages that are very simple to get out people would support. 
You couldn't mm-hmm. even do that. Yeah. I don't think you need to be that specific, right? As we know, come leading up to in the wilderness when you're in the in the uh, opposition, generally speaking, you try not to be specific when it comes to policies, right? Until the last eighteen months of a run up to a general mm-hmm. election, right? So you don't necessarily need to point policies where you're going to turn people off. But what you need to do is have that larger vision for the country, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, there's no so strategy. That's exactly. the that's the, the that's the this messaging that we're talking about, right? Sure. It doesn't matter. Your policy almost doesn't matter, right? But the policy is like the tactic, right? We need to hear the strategy, sure, sure. right? We need to see the big picture. What is it that you're trying to achieve? Yeah. And and I mean, even for someone with his experience, surely just a a, a bait law and order message would be somewhere to start, right? Yeah. yeah. But. Even even getting that done has been has been difficult. And if you've been hearing a lot about Hartlepool um, in the last twenty four hours or in the last few days, by the time you get this, Johnny just mentioned it. Hartlepool to me, by the way, whenever I think about Hartlepool, I just think about soccer. Su- <laughs> <Jeff Stelling. laughs> one of the single greatest personalities yeah. on television treasure. ever. Yeah, right, I put him next to John Snow. I cried with Shout him. Out. I cried with him when they went down oh, live on Soccer I feel Saturday. You, I feel you. Uh, I feel you. Heartbreak. Yeah, I placed him next to Jon Snow. Shout out Jon Snow, Shout by the way. Who is on his, yeah, who's retiring. We've got to get that in there. Any, any, end of an era. Yeah, 100%. King among men. Yeah, 100%. We'll come back to this topic, but also definitely part of the White Boy Summer crew. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shit, that's it. Big facts. That's disgusting. Also, your um, question to Abiyadi was also pretty unfair because... Um, the Labour candidate for Hartlepool was asked the very same question yes. you asked. I didn't know the answer. answer. Yeah, of course. Like, tell me what Keir Starmer's vision for the country is. Shit, that's bad. Then you yeah. waffle and nothing that differentiates what you say to any other politician. Right? Oh, we want yeah, good schools crazy. and yeah. we want uh, education and good healthcare. So, that's crazy. But context. the reason why um, the reason why I brought up, sorry, Johnny, the reason why I brought up Hartlepool, if you've been hearing Hartlepool a lot, it's because Labour suffered a humiliating by-election defeat in Hartlepool, which is the first time they've lost that in 62 years. Since it's been a constituency. Since it's been a constituency. <laughs> now, a lot of people don't necessarily understand the significance um, region to region, city to city in results quite like this. So maybe you want to break down why this is significant and what that means. So for a few different reasons, I think out of the last hundred, out of the last hundred by-elections going over fuck knows how many years, only five have been won by the party in government. The incumbent party. Yeah. Yeah. Only five out of a hundred have, have, have been won or flipped. Yeah. Uh, we've lost to a party that's killed 130,000 people whilst giving Moody contracts mm-hmm. to the tunes of billions of pounds to its mates, as well as having its friends cover the cost of the wallpaper. Um, yeah. Tactically, regionally speaking, the, the the very idea that the Northeast, a region that was decimated by the Conservatives in the 80s, um, would vote for the Tories over Labour is absolutely bonkers. But it does it it, it, it does speak to one... Labour's lack of strategy around and following Brexit and to just how apathetic people are to the Labour Party. And the reason I make that apathetic point in particular is if you look at the Conservative vote for Hartlepool as a seat over the last three or four elections, it ranges somewhere between 12 to 18,000, which is about what they got this time, about 18,000, about 12, 16, 15,000. In contrast to Labour's generally speaking, 16,000, 17,000, which normally wins. Yeah. Now, last time there was a bit, there was a high participation because there was the added Brexit party. And people this time saying, well, where are those Brexit party votes going to go? Now, what happened this time was the Conservatives again got 18,000, very much in line with its consistent tracking. 
Labour went from about 16,000 to 8,000. Yeah. And this is what I mean about the danger of not having a vision, not having an image, being overly people pragmatic. People like sit it out. People exactly. pe being overly pragmatic and not being idealistic mm. means people don't engage. Yeah. And when people don't turn up, you don't win elections. I think also another thing that's worth um, pointing out is um, there's something to be said about taking seats for granted, right? Yeah. So Correct. a lot of this is um, safe seats versus marginal seats, right? Um, and the same reason that I think it's foolish for any group to constantly vote for the same party is because you'll be taken for granted, right? Correct. You have no leverage. So um, it's, it's, it's clear that that seat was so safe for so long that no work was went into it. And then comes a couple of upstart conservatives who win a couple of sporadic seats. Um, and then in conjunction with central government are able to get new investment of and course. get things done. Basically. And this, is, this is what's going to happen. And then it, it, it spreads, right? It spreads. Yeah. It, people become infection, infected with the idea that actually maybe having a local, my local representative being in the same party as central government it's useful. Now, there have been some allegations of sleaze, right? Mm -hmm. um, with our guy Rishi and yeah. his budget and how that money was appropriated towards kind of conservative, towards the red wall seats that Correct. conservatives won, basically. Yeah. But I also think that kind of sleaze chat um, is misguided. Or it's naive. Is, is, it's not even just naive. It's misguided. It's, it's deceptive, basically, because ultimately any government or anyone trying to win an election is constantly going to concentrate on, on marginal seats, Correct. right? So if I have an opportunity to win a marginal seat, that's where my resources are going to go, as opposed to doubling down on a seat that I'm already going to win. Yeah. yeah. I, I, in fact, there, there are literally MPs or candidates who put on their campaign leaflet that, you know, if you've got a conservative um, council or conservative member here, then it's going to increase our chance of getting funding from central government. But to kind of wrap this up, yeah, on the point that you made about safe seats and um, not putting enough effort, not putting enough attention, I think I think it's somewhere around Liverpool, which is like clearly the most fucking anti-Thatcher, anti-conservative part of the country. Labour either have lost or at, at significant risk of losing councils to the Green Party. It's mad. Can you like? Can you imagine? So they're never going to vote for the Tories, but people are so apathetic with Labour, they voted Green. And rightly so. Yeah, and, it, and it's Labour's fault. And it all comes back to the root problem, which is that Labour have failed to inspire, failed to engage, and by purging the activists, by binning the nerds, they've suddenly realised they can't pass exams. I think before we move on from the politics as well, it's probably worth also talking about Scotland a little bit. Mm. Uh, given that we could be facing another second ref referendum, another so referendum I mean, on we'll know by the time only, this comes out. Only if you do out, this, yeah. only if you do this segment in Scottish accents all the way through. I don't. I'll do it. You've got that kind okay. of skill. As long as, as long as Johnny does it, you've not got the bottle, son. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how long we can you've do not, this. Let's see how long we can do this. You've not found it. I'm mad excited. So the problem. Again, it's a, it's a wider problem that Labour have had in the country and that they have to outperform in England because they've lost so many votes to the SNP in Scotland, right? Oh, my God. Um, but jokes aside, um, it is a problem that Labour have lost to the SNP up north. Um, they'll likely never get these seats back. And if there is a majority in Holyrood, then 
uh, it does give credence to a second referendum, the end of the union. Um, and given how much these people fucking hate Boris, it's no small chance that it can happen. I wrote last night before I went to bed that I think we'll lose Hartlepool and the SNP will get a majority in Scotland. And I think it will come through. They've won a couple key swing seats off the Conservatives. Bro, I think they'll get a majority themselves. Nah, nah, I think nah, they'll get it. Nah, we need to. Yeah, nah, we need, nah, come on, Johnny. Johnny, that was. Thank you wow. very much. Thank you very much. Wow. Thank you very much. Please carry on. Um, aye, I can. So, aye, I, I mean, I'll say what I had to say. I think that I think they will come away and I think it's going to increase pressure on Boris quite significantly. Do you reckon we'll have a referendum in the next two years? I don't think you can avoid it. I don't think you can. If there's, a, if there's a majority in Holyrood, I don't think you can avoid it. The only caveat will be if... What majority? Are you talking about a... An SNP outright. SNP outright majority? Correct. Or you're talking about a majority for independence? Uh, if there's an SNP majority, you cannot avoid it. If it's SNP and Green gets you over 56 seats in Holyrood, then you Bro, can work your way out of this. it. You're too fucking good at this. Um, but I'm worried. I'm worried. Having seen that they've taken a couple... So they had to win nine swing seats off the Tories and they've won two off the bat. Yeah, but it's, Labour have also performed a lot stronger in I, Scotland than people thought. But anyway, yeah. I think I, I'm worried about a majority and then and then everything goes to shit. Fuck the Tories. Lastly, I think we kind of touched on it already. The juxtaposition between... But London, <laughs> London mayoral, who's taking it? Sadiq. Nico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obviously Sadiq. To be honest. It was a no-brainer yeah, from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. What's your number one request of Sadiq if he gets another term? Bruv, sort these wait, wait, wait. Bruv, sort these fucking roads out, bruv. Yeah, I want to know. Sadiq is the London, is a lucky man. London Mayor the person who's in charge of like um, approving the electric scooters? Yeah. Is that the person yes, who's in charge yeah. of that? All right, yeah. cool. Bet. That's my number one choice. What, approve them or ban them? Approve them. Okay. I need them. They've been, they're Get already... rid of the Boris bikes. Give man them the scooters. Scooters are quite dangerous. They go quite fast, bruv. They are wonderful, though. Have you been on one? Yeah, I have. They're fantastic. In Tel Aviv still, it's quite fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're Dip sick. Boris, Boris bikes are just... I mean, they're on trial in like bikes, a bunch of different parts of the country. But they just basically. have nowhere near me. Like. Boris bikes, by definition, are fascist, but yep. um, like vaccines. But um, <laughs> sort these fucking roads out because it's dead. Driving London now, dog shit. They cut all the side roads off. And the worst thing is every time I get into a cab, all I hear about is Sadiq Khan. Yep. So open it up. So not only can we drive, but I don't have to hear about you fucking the roads. He's Sadiq, probably been please. the worst mayor we've had in London. There's really? been three. Red Ken, Boris and him. Right, and he's the worst of the three. Why is he the worst? Firstly, for the same kind of reasons that we were talking about for uh, Keir Starmer, there has been no vision for London. Like true, yeah. Realistically, fair. in the midst of Brexit, London would probably, out of the whole of the England or United Kingdom, London would probably be the most affected, right, with the financial, mm -hmm. with the city of London, and and with jobs and all the rest of it. Didn't didn't see, I mean? I, I guess maybe because I was abroad, didn't hear or didn't see much of him during those conversations. Yeah, he went missing. He went missing. He was yeah. not promoting London. He was not there lobbying for what we need. Nothing, right? Then from a standard of living perspective, life in London, we were just talking about your boy with the congestion charge, the ULEZ and all the rest of it. TfL went broke, uh, needed a bailout from central government on his watch. Oh, come uh, on. I, I will defend him with sure, TfL sure, whatever. fucked from when on he took it whole, from Boris, but Cool, cool. Out. Maybe it was fucked before he took it, it over. Was, but, yeah. but ultimately... <laughs> the egg cracked on his watch right yeah but these are some of the negative points and i can't think of anything positive let's mm -hmm. put it that way right mm -hmm. and fair enough he might have had a tough hand because of you know a year and a half of covid and all the rest of it but for someone who harbors ambitions for leading the labor party as he clearly does mm -hmm. we need to see more vim 
we need to see more vibes. We need to see more personality. Yeah, we yeah, need to yeah. see more vision. We need something other than the story of my dad was a bus driver and it's a kind of rags to riches story. So um, today as well was obviously news that we have the new traffic light system, mm-hmm. travel corridor, whatever you want to call it. Grant Shaps is shit, whatever you want to call it. Fuck right? Grant Shaps. Um, we have the green list. Now, if you are unaware, because it's a little bit confusing, we will break it down for you because that is what we do on Discord and Terribly if you're listening and you don't know what we do mm-hmm. after 16 episodes. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> She's in my, she she's in my head, bruv. She's she you, bruv. The countries um, are going to be split into a traffic light system. If you are a green country, of which the list has been released today. Friday. Uh, Friday. Um, green means you can travel to go. these destinations. Green means go. You can go. And upon your return, or in many cases, you can go without even needing a PCR test. But in some countries, you do don't necessarily need to have or you don't need to have a vaccination and on return you don't need to quarantine so if you, you have test on the way back but lateral you need to, flow test yeah oh shit am i fucking this up yeah so lateral flow test on the way back yeah if you're green if you are amber and amber's hassle bruv mm-hmm. first of all and bath no <laughs> first of all you have to take a pre-travel <laughs> test you have to do your passenger locator form which is the case in all countries you have to prove that you have a test booked for day two of your return and quarantine period and day eight of your quarantine period. And if you want to free yourself, you have to take a quarantine, sorry, a test after day five. So that's potentially four tests that need to be booked in for you to be able to go after day five. But also, um, yeah, that's Amber it. countries, you can't travel to on vacation, right? On holiday. It's only for business and... And you uh, have to have a good reason to travel. Exactly. Red, very, very simply, you come back, it's going to cost you. You're going to be in a quarantine hotel, 1,800 quid um, for 10 days. Right. Um, Major L. Before you're able to to hit the streets. Major L. On the list of green countries, Gibraltar. Dead. Israel. Baruch Hashem. Portugal. Hola, Mucho bang, Mucho bang. Mucho bang. Australia. Good eye, mate. New Zealand. But you can't even get into them two anyway. Yeah, exactly. Dead you can't check. get into those two because they're not letting you in. So stay your ass at home. Brunei. Decent. No accent? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Iceland. Let's do the Viking clap. Fair, to be fair, that was one of the sickest moments in football in recent years. And then they turned us over. Yeah, and then yeah, exactly. Thanks, <laughs> Harry Joe Kane Hart. taking corners and that. Joe Hart. Yeah. Oh, bro, that clown. wound me don't, don't, up. Move on, move on, move on. <laughs> Harry Kane move on, taking move corners. On, move on. Faroe Islands, similar to Iceland, I think. Is, no, similar to Denmark. Sorry, Denmark. It's close to Denmark. Um, Tristan da Cunha. Never heard of you. South Atlantic. Saint Helena. South Atlantic. Ascension. All next to each other in the South Atlantic. Falkland Islands. Okay. Ooh. Don't, don't tell the Argies. <laughs> no direct flights. Singapore, again, another country which won't let you in, but you can try. <laughs> Salam alaikum. Yeah. South Georgia and the South Sandwich Islands. Where are these places? Near the Antarctic. Near the Antarctic. Yeah, so those are the lists. What do you guys reckon? It's, uh, it's, it's white boy summer in Gibraltar. That's what's up. Yeah, to be honest, there's not really much to say on this. These are the countries. Go, don't go, give a shit. Yeah, who cares? 
but Johnny did. The other, the only I'm other going, thing I'm, worth I'm going uh, to Israel, adding is uh, they're going to review that list every three weeks. Is it every three weeks? Every three weeks from once lockdown is. Bruv, Shaps is on some bullshit. It was. He's a waste man. Bro. Like, why can't it be a weekly thing? Like it was the travel corridors. He's a waste man. Every three weeks. At least Ugh. means you can go without getting turfed whilst you're abroad. And he just tweets as well. That's, not, that's what Grant I'm He's a him. media geezer, bruv. Yeah. Just look at him. He's also called Grant, bruv. Grow up. Unless your surname's Mitchell, you can't pull that off. <laughs> that's one of them names that did die, like, with well, the Grant. 90s. Yeah, with it's the 90s. It's probably not for the worst. Yeah, what's another name that just, like, yeah, you've never really seen someone, like, with that name? See, Arthur. It's, it's tough. Arthur. It's tough. But Jeff. Jeff, you don't see many. Jeff. I mean, there is only one Jeff. Um, you don't see many Jeffs. Arthurs. Stuarts. Steves. How many young Steves are there? Uh, Rory's and Benedict's. No, Benedict's. Is I know quite a Benedict, hipster. but Benedict's he's quite Benedict in the his 30s. No, ben no. Benedict. Yeah. Benedict, 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 Benedict Wall. Ben oh, Wall. He's a Benedict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Benedict. Shout out. Okay. Um, yeah, he's a Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Um, I take it back then. Roger. You see, Roger. <laughs> Alan. Alan is definitely gone. Um, <laughs> Piers. Actually, there are quite a few Piers was never, never arrived. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Piers never really <laughs> arrived. I don't know too many Piers. <laughs> Malcolm. Yeah. I quite like Malcolm though. Malcolm's Portuguese, I think, as is well. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is. It's one of them. Thinking of Malcolm Tucker. Shout out, think of it. Yeah. Or Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Or Malcolm in the middle. So <laughs> big news. Big, big news. Mm-hmm. Coming out of Caucasian Canyon. Mm-hmm. William Gates. You know him as Bill. Daddy, Daddy G. He's out here. Mm-hmm. He's free. Mm. It's a white boy summer. Mm-hmm. Melinda, you fumbled the bag. Ah, uh, no, 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 you, no, no. You, you she gained, fumbled half the bag. You gained a bag, half, at least half a bag. It's quite a big um, bag. Clearly, you all know what we're talking about at this point. Melinda and Bill Gates have called it a day. They're divorcing. They don't have a prenup. That's mad chat. That's mad chat. Twenty-seven years of marriage. That's all I read. Even even Kanye is- even Kanye before he like became a dickhead, rapped about having a prenup. <laughs> and Bill Gates and Bill Gates just he was already married. Bit, just vibes, him. just vibes. Just, just ignored him. No financial security. No planning Elvis for the future. Shared this message. Just vibes. Over the last twenty-seven years, we have raised three incredible children mm-hmm. and built a foundation incredible, that works such, all such a strong word. over the world to enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives. It's just, it's we continue just... to share a belief in that mission, and we'll continue our work together at the foundation. Mm-hmm. But we no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. So it's twenty twenty-one. It's May. When's the last time you think they banged? Wow. Bill gets it in every day. Where though? But that's not, that's not where, them. That's not though, them banging. Where? The thing is, a lot Fucking of old people day. are getting divorced. Sounds basically. very sexless. Yeah. But celebrities Platonic. do this weird shit, like what the fucking Coldplay geezer and Gwyneth Paltrow did, the whole conscious uncoupling thing, right? What was that? So when they announced they were getting divorced, who's the geezer from Coldplay? Chris Martin. Yeah, yeah. And Gwyneth Paltrow, they were yeah. like, it's not a divorce, it's a conscious uncoupling. Like all these is that what celebrity, they called it? Yeah, all these celebrity divorce announcements are fucking strange. Didn't they call their kid Apple as well? Yes. I mean, they're on some next all year. All these LA like weirdo bruh, celebrities from, like, just eat foreskins anyway. He's from anyway. frigging Margate, isn't he? Or something like bruh. that. Is he? Chris Martin. Yeah, Chris Martin's from here. Yeah, well, he went to LA and became a weirdo, innit? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Why don't people like Coldplay? I think it's because they consistently release shit music. That's not true, though. That's definitely not true. I mean, they were good 15 years ago. Coldplay years. like... Yeah, they don't have any new music, though. Yeah, Coldplay are like Jamiroquai in the sense that like, they no, get no. way more flack than they wavy. should. 
I know that. Like Jamiroquai, like one of my favorites. People like think that Jamiroquai are corny, cheesy, guilty pleasures. Yeah. These people do like, not bear he, man hate on Jake. Hundred percent, bro. And if you hate Jamiroquai, you got dry feet. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> dry feet. You got dry feet. So I mean, it's a it's a growing trend, um, which I'm sure all three of us in this room can relate to. That when you hit the billion mark, mm-hmm. life gets techy. Mm-hmm. Relationships fail. Want to branch out? People change up on you, and if you don't sign a prenup, you lose half your shit. Last year it was Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos. Mm-hmm. He did a little bit of overlap with his women. When, let's call it overlap. A little bit. Yeah, he played away. He played an away game. He during a home fixture. Definitely traded up in many ways, though. But let's let's did not he? let's yeah let's just Google her. I've not seen. Yeah. Let's okay. Google her. Delivered just Google her. I'm not going to say anything more because that's very problematic. <laughs> um, but he definitely did bits. <laughs> Um, <laughs> move on, move on, move on. But as we approach, have you not also seen how he's self-improved himself? Have you seen like the pictures? He's gone gym. He's, he have is, you seen the pictures of like old Bezos yes. and new Bezos, you, old Elon Musk well, just, and new Elon Musk? He just Musk. accepted you that Google he was bold, his new right? thing. He's, he's just got. He's he just basically, basically showed you that money does make you better looking. Basically. <laughs> Literally, have you not seen? Have you seen the side by side? Yeah, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen oh, the glow up. Mate. The glow up's real. Yeah, divorce is real. Divorce is real. Like when I became a billionaire, my marriage was fine. And then it was like Jeff seeing longer term and like Bill now, it's not the billion that makes you want to divorce someone. It's white boy summer. It's Mm. uncontrollable. And on that topic, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Chet Hanks, Mm -hmm. Johnny Vivas. That's what's up. And now Jon Snow. The coalition. (laughs) Where are you guys going? White boy summer. Tell the people what it's about and tell us how we can join. Probably the Falkland Islands. Okay. That is arguably the whitest island. All right. What role do you reckon you're going to play in, in that whole, world. in that gang? I'm probably going to be the money man. I'm probably going to be the man that they rely on for bills. I'm going to leave bitches to Jon Snow because yep. he's lugging. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a man with a track record. Yeah. I'm going to let Chet Hanks kind of like lead the intellectual discussion. You hear me? On, on an evening by evening <laughs> basis. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm probably going to let Bill Gates do the music. Okay. Uh, and I'm just going to. Uh, oh, wait, what would what would Bill Gates be good at? Why would he be good at music? Because he would just constantly play Coldplay. I was just thinking he'd just be on the DJ decks, just like playing like that intro jingle when you switch on a Microsoft computer. There must be a remix with a drill beat behind it. Yeah, of that. That would be sick. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that must be that. Uh, where are we going? Where would you go for White Boy Summer? To be fair. I mean, if, if Chet Hanks is involved, you, you've got to go to Jamaica, yep. basically. Chill out um, with Bounty Killer and them. Law Calendar. As long as you don't try to appropriate <laughs> Portugal after Afro Nation. <laughs> now suddenly you're going to take white boy summer to the sandy beaches of Portugal. <laughs> why, why is Chet Hanks around? Why is he a thing? Why is he here? I don't know. And he's, he's the son of like the most wholesome white man in America. Like, I fuck with Tom Hanks heavy differently like how did this happen terminal great film i mean woody he is woody terminal is mad underrated by the yeah, way yeah such a mad underrated mad film. underrated yeah, yeah. sokovia that's <laughs> no, very good but i guess chet is trying to stamp his uh his foot on uh on the global landscape right? chet ate plantain. i am the captain now chet, yeah. chet ate plantain yeah. once and and kind of dated a girl whose mum can make curry goat yeah for two months yeah. and has never gotten over her. Yeah. You can't blame him. Once you learn that salt and pepper ain't seasoning, 
can't yeah, go back. It's true. So the first time, <laughs> you the first time someone washes your chicken with lemon, cheese. Yeah, cheese sauce. Game Christ. changer. Game changer. I mean, Paprika. I'm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> oh, that's, that's my chat. So, um, Melinda is about to become the second richest woman in the world. <laughs> She's second, is she? Um, yeah, I don't know who's. I, I think Jeff Bezos is. No, it's, Bezos. it's it's the L'Oreal lady. Oh, I think. I think it's no. the L'Oreal lady. No, there's a couple of Whartons as well. The, no, I think the they're down. People. I think they're is down. Is that Dreyfus as well? No, I don't think they're. So I think L'Oreal's number one. I think the Waltons come after. Um, but she is due to be the second. Jeff Bezos' ex-wife is probably in the mix in the top 10 somewhere. Mm. Yeah, look, man, if you're into investments, right? Men. <laughs> yeah, marry yeah. well. Yeah, marrying Men. well apparently is better than Bitcoin um, out here. <laughs> so you heard it here first. And I'm single, you know? Um, I'm not rich. Yeah. Uh, I'm single. Prenups, guys. Look, it's your decision, but... Before before you end up on season twelve of Blue Therapy, yeah, sign sign a thing. <laughs> Everybody who listens to this could end terribly needs to go on YouTube Blue Therapy. Oh my days! And let us know your thoughts. So as 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 a as a Latino man um, whose star sign is Aquarius, I am very well acquainted with you know being toxic. What I saw in these two thirty five minute episodes shocked me. Crazy. In fact, I was I was scolded by Max. Um, yeah. when I was watching them at home because apparently I kept going Mm-mm, too much whilst he was trying to play Call of Duty. So the, the sound effects that turned me into my own Venezuelan auntie should, uh, should explain just how mad the chat of Blue Therapy is. Everyone should get involved. Oh shit. So apparently I got my orders wrong. So it is in fact the L'Oreal lady or the L'Oreal family who are number one. Then it's Alice Walton. Okay. And then it's Mackenzie Scott, ex-wife Jeff Bezos. However, I think if uh, Melinda gets half of the money, she'll go in at number two because I think her value is 65 bills. So I think that'd take her into second. Nice. So, um, so yeah. Jesus Christ. Yo, Melinda, where you at? Trade. Melinda, where you at? Yo, where you at? <laughs> where you at, baby? Where you at? Holla. I, I too like computers and wear glasses. Yeah. So. My IG's A-B-I-A-D-E. Listen, she's got a type. And, it's, and I like snuggles. And it's not you. Usually you go for the opposite of what and you I, just and said. And I'll, I'll chuck out my MacBook for you. <laughs> Is that you're gonna, true? You're going to see a game Melinda, with Melinda Terry Gates, Crews. Melinda Gates on... Terry Crews and Melinda Gates. Melinda Gates, and, Melinda Gates on black. Terry Crews. Oh, not Ted Crews. <laughs> Terry Crews. <laughs> <laughs> you literally go for the opposite of what you've had. Making my way downtown. Walking fast. Faces past as I'm homebound. <laughs> You've gone from powdered milk to protein powder. Yes. <laughs> Nah, but um, look, Johnny, let us know. Send us pictures. White Boy Summer sounds lit. We're going to be doing our own melanated thing over here. Look, if you want some friends who are actually your friends, let us know or come over to this side. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, what do you I'm mean lucky. Come over to the, you got plus one. <laughs> to be honest. Mine, I've got yeah, no, no. The minute you go over to White Boy Summer, it's a wrap for you, and you can't come I've got back three here. summers. I'm going to Latino Summer and Jew Summer as well. I'm going to have a busy summer. Which one, which one do you foresee as being the best? Well, it, whatever. Uh, I don't know, but... Uh, Latino summer's going to be lit, to be fair. I mean, yeah, that sounds, that sounds better. But what I'm trying to say is I don't have time for you people this summer, so <laughs> don't call me. I think you guys are You people. Before. You people. You people. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I just, yeah. <laughs> what? Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> I was in that, my own that was, world That was the most delayed <laughs> like, response to casual <laughs> racism I've ever seen. So, so I, uh, I was like halfway through saying something that I kind of censored myself on and then just... <laughs> 
and, then, and I came and did it for you. And then, yeah, and came out with something else. Yeah, so very good. <laughs> so last week we kind of accidentally became relationship advice gurus. Holy shit! Did we not? Tur- turns out, turns out people quite enjoyed that's right us giving the advice male, the male perspective yeah on things that we have no right to give advice on and i can promise the listeners we are not going to become that podcast but every now and again every now and again we are going to do this because it is quite funny tommy has decided to yes. hit us with a scenario which yes. we have no idea we what's coming yet. we haven't we have heard yet. no fucking clue the- right so you're hearing this the first time as we are as we are the the one thing um, the one thing we've learned is that men don't give their uh, their opinion enough on people's relationships no exactly and that's the gap we're trying to fill correct tommy take it away <clears throat> I, I know you mentioned that like yeah, from, i'm so uh, ready <laughs> That, that, that this may not be a uh, kind of a weekly episodic uh, segment yeah no Fandom, don't be surprised if uh, next time there's a little jingle. Don't be surprised if this there's, a little, there's a little jingle <laughs> that comes into this. Anyway, all right, let's start. <clears throat> so this is, uh, we, got, we got a little DM. So I'm just going to read. Sure. So it says, hi guys. On the last episode, Tommy mentioned relationship advice, maybe a reoccurring segment, and I need advice. Oh. Oh, Ross, we've, I mean, we've, if we've, we become, keep, ag- we've become agony uncles. Yo, if we, if we keep getting DMs like this, we might become <laughs> that I'm podcast. I'm to be an I'm agony uncle. I'm looking forward to creating that jingle. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend and I have mm. been together for five years. Okay. And are very happy. Strong. But this hasn't always been the case. Oh. About three years ago, things weren't going well. Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of sleeping with one of his friends. Oh, boy. <laughs> I instantly regretted it, mm-hmm. but never told him. Oh, things in our relationship got better, mm-hmm. making the secret harder to carry. Oh boy! At different periods, uh, for about six months after, I'd feel the urge to tell him the truth. Okay, but would always chicken out. Okay. Then my boyfriend and that friend fell out and oh. stopped talking. <sighs> and without seeing without seeing that person around. Or hearing his name in conversation, and this is my favorite line, I started getting over the guilt and forgiving myself. Wow. <laughs> Gunshot. Uh, yes, yes. For the, uh, for, 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 for the listening in, in the audience, yeah. Tommy just did the gun finger gun side. In the studio. Please continue. Yeah. Two weeks ago, I was spring cleaning the house and found an engagement ring. Oh. Plot twist. At first, I was happy, and now I'm wrecked with guilt again. Oh, boy. What should I do? Mm-hmm. I need a guy's perspective as the only person I've told is my best friend. And I'll just pause here and let you guys take over. And then once we hear the, the male perspective, I guess we'll go back to what her best friend thinks she should do. Her best friend being a girl. I guess that would be an assumption. It just says my best friend. So okay. I'm, I'm just assuming but it's a girl. But the submitter of this is a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. Okay, so a couple initial thoughts. I'm going to take lead on this one, Richard. Yeah, please, please, please. Um, Richard's still in shock. The first one is something that Tommy (laughs) said last week, quite prophetic, something being a pragmatist, I agree with. Um, Die with the lie. Yes. Amen. Um, But to, if if dying with the lie is the strategy, then really you've been given an enormous tactical advantage Mm. in that your man and your beat... No longer talk to each other. Yeah. Is that a tactical advantage or a joker in the card? Because my G could pop up at any time and ruin your life. Okay, so when we... But do if we he know, hasn't done it before... Do, uh, do, we know, do we know if they're just not talking or if they actually 
hate each other. No idea. Everything we know is basically what I've just read. <clears throat> okay, fine. I'm just going to keep it a buck. There's absolutely no way it was just one bang. He's been blowing her back out multiple times. That's oh, why boy. she feels all Ooh. of this excess guilt. Jesus. All right, Johnny, back to you. Uh, wow, you reckon? <laughs> That's all. It could easily hearts. be the truth. That, that could easily no, be the case. No, you're going to elaborate. So, things were good for five years. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Things were good for three Two, two, basically two years. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years and okay. I'm very happy. This wasn't always the case about three years ago. So they were good for two years, I guess. The first two years of their relationship. Then she had an away day. Then she had an away day, exactly. And then she came back home. Then she came home and felt guilty, basically, for six months. And then, then she wasn't guilty anymore. Then when they stopped talking, she forgave herself. Oh, boy. So she went up to the Gun races. Again. So she went out to the races <laughs> in Cheltenham with the girls, got finger banged in between, oh, in between races. Please, um, finger blasted. <laughs> Grow up. got blasted. <laughs> Whatever. No, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a sticky one. This is Look, a sticky one. So basically... I, to don't, cut, believe, to cut it, I don't believe uh, there was one time. Oh, okay. I think she's lying. Which is fucking typical of her, this peasant. <laughs> um, this lying, cheating Jezebel. Well, hold on, hold on. No, were joking. they cheating? This is Ross and Rachel all over again. Like, like were they on a break? And the way I've taken this, okay. Well, we only from have what, what I've have, read, right? basically. Right, right, right. Is that all the listeners have things as well. were a bit shaky after two about two years into. And then she went so and fucked him. She fucked her. She fucked one of his friends. Oh my days! So they weren't even on a break. No, they were just well, having a we, bad time. we don't know. Yes, that's that kind of what I was getting at. We don't know. You don't just feel that way. You don't just feel that way because it was just one bang, right? Obviously, you feel guilt because of a bang, but I think when you feel that much structural guilt. guilt. What's structural guilt? Over over a long long period of time. Um, I think there's more to it. There are feelings involved. So what you're saying is if they only banged once, she would have already forgotten about it. She'd have moved past it. Well, that's what she said. She said she moved past it literally well, six months later. Yeah, but now but now that they're getting, now there's an engagement ring. That's why she's, the guilt's come yeah, back. now she's guilty again. Exactly. Oh boy. So what do you reckon? You, you, you're so, sticking the guy right, with so, the lie, yeah? No, no, no. Uh, so what, what, what does she actually want in terms of advice? Does she want us to tell her whether or not she to should go and reveal? Not, I'm guessing, yeah. Okay, so for me, this comes down to... Saying, what's now different? I'm racked with guilt again. Well, he's about to propose at some stage. Well, this guilt thing, lady, seems to come and go. <laughs> yes. It seems to come and go. It seems to peak and trough. Yeah. Um, but I so think that's maybe, how guilt works. So maybe she should just ride it out, right? Put the ring on. Like she it might rode, be a nice like little. She rode him out. <laughs> it might be a nice little ring. Put the ring on for a bit. Go for a jog. I don't know. Chances are your guilt is probably going to go away again. No, look for me. And then maybe on your wedding day you'll get cold feet and like. No, honesty has got to be the best policy. I think. You just um, said I, die with the lie. What yeah, no, exactly? I mean what I was quoting. That? I was quoting Tommy. Oh. Um, attributing attrib under the attributing behavior to him. Um, <laughs> wow. I'm looking frantically at Rich. Edit, edit, edit. <laughs> I edit and shoot. Uh, uh, you should tell him. You should tell him. You should tell him because, like, say he does marry you and then gets in touch with his friend. So, this is, I think this is where it's important in the context of information leakage, whether mm. or not they're just talking or whether or not they're beefing. Because two twos, if I fucking hated someone and I've put his missus over and he wifes it and he tries to give it large to me in public one day because we cross paths, I'm letting him know I've tucked his missus, right? And the same thing, if a girl- <laughs> Johnny. If a girl, if a girl- That's <laughs> yeah. If a girl- That's why I fucked your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> West side- West side. We ride for life. No, but two twos, if a girl hates another girl and she'd fucked 
um, and she'd fucked this girl's fella and then they got married and this girl was giving it to her. Like two days ago, we'd be think, like, I think we should fuck your man, you yeah. fat motherfucker. <laughs> I think we should uh, assume <laughs> that the mate is not gonna get, get not gonna leak. He's not gonna he's find not gonna out. Leak. Yeah, he's not, not gonna leak. Cat out the bag. Because I'm not gonna lie. He would have leaked by now otherwise. Do right? you think? Okay. I'd assume so because she says like six months later, they stopped talking That's and then she's been blessed for three years. What do you basically. think she feels most guilty about? Do you think she feels most guilty about cheating or cheating with the friend? So I'm going to give her I'm levels. Gonna, there no, are I'm levels. Gonna give her some, I'm going to give her some sympathy here because she hasn't been caught. So, you know, there's, it's very easy to be guilty yes. that you've been caught sympathy for something. Or respect. Yeah. So there's, well, no, nah, she feels guilty because I think she does feel guilty. That she's yeah, done it. Not, let's not give her too much credit. No, here. I think she feels guilty that she's done it. Yeah. Of and she she's should. Caught. She hasn't been caught. And, and good for her. Good and for her for facing this. So she's not completely dead inside, but she also fucked her man's friend. So questionable. I mean, that's mad. Yeah. Yeah. So ultimately, what are you, what are you telling her? There's so many you other men you could fuck. Are you telling, her, you you telling her to tell? Look, so this is my advice. If you're going to cheat, fuck an op, not a friend. Okay? <laughs> That's uh, even worse. The op is more likely <laughs> to take your position. No, of, Johnny, I'm telling no, him no to Tommy, Tommy, put yourself in, in, in his shoes. Would you rather your missus bang your enemy or bang your bro? Probably neither. Okay, Pick we have You're having a bad time and yeah, she needs some. an enemy. Yeah, exactly. There's so many guys yeah, she right? could have banged. So if you're going to cheat, then fuck someone who he doesn't like. Otherwise, it's just rude. But <laughs> Nah, but that's um, arms as well. Just fuck a stranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Just, Actually, yeah. just yeah. walk into a bar walk and just pick bar. someone up. Yeah. Like, like yeah. how bad could it have been where you banged his friend? Yeah, his yeah, friend. That's my chat. That's my chat. Oh lord! It couldn't God. have been that bad. He no. went on to try and wife you. No, because you know, uh, hold on. You're just a hoe. No, because last week's last week's Sorry. last week's like relationship thing was like there was there was like structure to it. Yeah. There was like a bit like it was a grey area. Yeah, you could have yeah, an, yeah. this is just bleak, bro. You chucked us in the deep end of the agony, Uncle Ted. She, she yeah. wants to know what to what to do. Basically, she should die with a lie. If your missus sat you down. Mm -hmm. And had this conversation. It's game over. Yeah. Stone Cold Stunner. Exactly, right? It's, it's game it's over. It's naturally... It's game over. Of course Game it's. over, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if uh, she, similar to yourself, is a pragmatist, mm -hmm. surely she should just die with the lie. Yeah, I think that's what she will do. So the, the thing that I censored is her best friend thinks she should shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, they, they have always been better liars than yeah, us. Yeah, that's the thing. They are. Well, that's they're the just thing. Not more intelligent. I'm sure my G has no idea. Oh, Literally, he's bought a ring, so obviously he has no, no idea. idea. Yeah. <laughs> if, if it's the other way around, this, this is where women are better than men. If it was the other way around, if a man fucked the best friend of his girlfriend, imagine just like I don't know, like the Saturday at the, at the beer garden, he'd just be there like. Just Birkin bags everywhere. <laughs> just giving it away. Just giving it away. Yeah. No, well, they're just, they are just smarter than we are. It, yeah. it, it is what it is. The thing is, yeah. So I've said, I, I said die with the lie. But the flip side is, will she carry on having these kind of guilt events at every major hurdle? Yes, right? that's my point. So right? that's the thing. So you're guilt, you felt guilty for six months. Then it kind of died out. Two years later, you find a ring. Sudden panic, like guilt attack. Then on the wedding day, okay. guilt attack. Oh, then whatever. So, you have a kid, so, guilt attack. So similar, similar question. Does, does, it, what I'm trying to get at is, are parents providing housing as part of this marriage? Don't know. Yeah. Because if she, you know, if, if <laughs> That's she's, why she's staying. If she's getting a house. <laughs> like oh God, last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like if, if uncle's getting, if uncle's giving her a house for staying, like, okay, it's, it's a lot easier being guilty in a mansion than it is kind of in the boot of the car. Yeah. But, but in summary, look, wherever you are out there, lady, take your ring, keep stum, live your life, 
stay away from his friends. That's excellent chat that, that her that her best friend, her best friend told her to shut yeah, the yeah, fuck up yeah. as well. Stay yeah. away from his friends, you heathen. Stay away. One thing I'd add um, is I'd point her towards last week's um, or, or the last episode of the This Could End Terribly podcast mm-hmm. where yeah. she shouldn't get married and then three, four years later go out for a couple of drinks with some friends, then come home and confess everything. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or, or find other things to talk about. Yeah. At least. That's a mad scenario. Hope we, hope we did that justice. Keep um, uh, keep your suggestions coming in. Yes. DM uh, us. This yeah. could end terribly on yes. Instagram. In full confidence, naturally. <laughs> Obviously, as you as the last two have not been baited. Yes. Right? So <laughs> we've got your back, people. Hunch Bro, can you imagine banging your partner's bestie? That's mad chat. That's mad chat. But All right, I've got a question for you guys. Once he finds out, if he finds out, what would a proportionate retribution be? Oh, you just got to cut her off. That's it. Game over. Cut her off. See you later. Nah, nah. That's not proportional. I mean, that's minimum, right? That's why I'm so... So you, you, you want him to go and bang her best take friend? The, that's what I'm asking. What's take a proportional the, response? Take the engagement ring back. But like also with, he her, fin- given it with, her. with her finger still attached to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I am... So I'm... Shame. I'm, I'm selling, Shame. I'm selling, I'm selling the ring back. I'm getting my money back for the ring. Then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend the next two years of my life slow, slow gaming her best friend. Uh, I'm going to keep that money in deposit and then it's going to be first day at Hakkasan at uh, Sexy Fish. I don't even go to these places, but I'm doing it for the, for the long game. Um, nine to 12 months after uh, the breakup, we go for an innocent friends dinner catch up kind of hype. How's, how's everything going? A few days later, basically, I'm going to go on a two year campaign to draw her best friend. And then I'm going to send a picture of the event. Yeah, but that just fucks her best friend. Yeah, that's Both the proportionate and <laughs> literally. <laughs> that's a proportionate response. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Um, that was. <laughs> no, just leave her. Just leave her, bro. Yeah, She's toxic. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just run a mile, just bro. Run, run a run. mile, bro. Um, this one, as Rich said, this one, as Rich said, listen. is not your portion. No, it's not your portion <laughs> in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, ah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Um. Unfortunately, we have to take a bit of a dark turn now because we're going on to much more serious mm-hmm. topics. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks ago, a few weekends ago, somebody who we kind of all recognize as being a little bit of a sort of UK legend, pride and joy, talented man who has made his name in cinema, um, broken barriers, given us classics or street classics, whatever you want to call them, and then has had a, a great acting career in his, in his own right. Uh, Noel Clark stood up in front of everybody at the BAFTA Awards, p- collecting a Lifetime Achievement Award or a contribution to Cinema Rich Award cinema. or whatever. And he did a really, really inspirational speech about, you know, being from where he's from, being black, et cetera, et cetera, and not putting these barriers on yourself, believing that you can do it. That went viral. Everybody was sending it around. It was super, super emotional. It was glad that was great. Two days later, the whole fucking circus around Noel Clark crumbled because he was exposed by the guardian in what was probably one of the longest guardian articles i've ever read in my life by the way quite a fair play to the journalist Uh, um, solid investigative absolutely um accusing him or they did an expose which essentially accused uh noel clark of having abused up to 20 women throughout the course of his career both on set off set um, and everything in between now, by the time you're hearing this, you've probably heard a great deal about it. A lot of women have come out 
and corroborated a lot of those claims. It took a little bit more of a deeper turn, um, or I guess we kind of just had another story to add to the additional stories we had. Today, with more coming forward saying that he sexually harassed or was inappropriate on the set of the BBC's flagship show, Doctor Who. Now, we're not going to sit here and act as though the BBC, <laughs> of all institutions, are a beacon for sexual safety. Mm-hmm. Um hashtag Savile, hashtag da-da-da-da-da, right? That was BBC, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and BAFTA, they essentially heard about this. The thing that makes the Noel Clark situation a little bit weird is that they got an email, an anonymous email, the BAFTA organisation, that this was going to come. Um, they knew that they were going to be giving Noel Clark a Lifetime Achievement Award, but because they couldn't prove the accusations, they decided to push ahead. When it came out that this was deeper and there was evidence, there was proof, they stripped him of everything that they awarded him, his membership, so on and so forth. Fast forward to today, we're hearing news about the flagship show and what happened on the set of Doctor Who. And it turns out this is kind of like a classic R. Kelly-like God complex. What is this? What's the phrase? Living in plain sight, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Hiding Uh, in plain sight. Hiding in plain sight. Sorry, that's the one. Hiding in plain sight situation. And the reason why I actually want to bring this up is because of something quite particular in the case. Like Ashley Walters, you guys know um, as an actor, we know him as Asher D from So Solid. For me, one of one of my, I mean, I wouldn't say idols, but I really, really appreciate what he's done for mm-hmm. cinema. Um, and I think he's super, super talented, always has been. He Shout came, out yeah, he came out of the woodworks, um, having worked with Noel Clark for the last few years on Sky's Bulletproof mm-hmm. and basically made a statement saying he is appalled, um, he is in support of the women who have come forward. He's in support of them. Um, but it had me thinking, like, do you reckon these people are doing that in an attempt to get ahead of it and say preserve their own brand? Or do you genuinely think that people who claim to be friends of people like Noel Clark, like Ashley said he was, aren't at all aware of what's going on while it's happening? It's a tough one. Someone like Ashley Waters, you would, he seems like good vibes. Yeah. He does seem like good vibes. He's mm. got a missus, he's doing the whole Family Waterhouse house yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Da, da, da. That house looked lit, by the way. You would, you would think that he would speak out. Now, to answer the question, why do people pretend that it doesn't happen or pretend they don't know? Look at what happens to someone like Adam Deacon when they spoke out, when he spoke out against Noel Clark's tyranny how many years ago? Okay, mm. it went left for him, smoked too much punk. Uh, ended up having a psychotic episode, chasing someone with a sword or a fuck knows whatever, and it went west. But fundamentally, and we saw this with Harvey Weinstein at the jet before the Me Too movement, that it's not easy to speak against power because power reacts and power reacts strongly. Yeah. I think what is positive now, maybe since the Me Too movement, is that condemnation does come quicker. Someone like Ashley Waters, who is Noel Clark's friend, was very uh, unequivocal in this statement, although this was someone that I you know, have considered a friend and worked with for years. This kind of behavior is, if true, is unacceptable. And nobody came out, no significant men in the industry came out against Harvey Weinstein with a, with similar energy to Ashley Walters. Do you did. think it was self-serving? Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm trying to get to, right? Was it self-serving? Was it protecting his neck? Was it protecting his new house and his brand? The only answer is yes, right? Obviously, that's part of the consideration. Uh, That's part of the consideration. There's no way you can tell me 
that that wasn't part of the thought process, right? Secondly, you're also pretty generous. Like, obviously he knew, right? Everyone knew. Like, you think about it in your own settings, in your own professional settings. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah. Right? Whether, I'm not saying everybody knows in your own professional settings that, you know, people are doing, people are being groped and stuff. But I mean, generally... People will know who's a dick okay. and who's yeah. not. If the okay. Guardian, who's a nice guy, again, yeah. who's not a nice guy. If the Guardian can come out with an article that has 20 cases worth worth of proof, the chances okay. are okay. this was a guy who was okay. doing it so the first pretty thing is, flagrantly. Sure. Well, so this is the thing. So there's the, the first thing is the difference between someone who's just a dick and someone who sexually assaults co-workers. No, no, but I was just, I, I, wasn't trying, trying to... I wasn't trying to compare them. I was just saying, I was trying to compare them, but I wasn't trying to... Create an equivalent, of course. But right? I'm just, I'm I was just, just saying, you sure. know, who's 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 a nice guy and who's not a nice guy. Sure, from working with. Sure, them, but right? this is the difference between someone being not a nice guy and being someone who sexually assaults people. There's a difference in the pattern of activity. Someone like Noel Clark, for example, from the allegations, what I understand, wasn't doing it Harvey Weinstein style. It was pretty flagrant. From what I understand, it wasn't that obvious. Harvey Weinstein was groping people in front of other people. Yeah, Noel but Clark Noel was doing Clark it in had... secret in changing rooms. Nah, but Noel Clark, Noel Clark had people rehearsing for his films butt naked. And then say, okay. which isn't normal. That's not normal. And it's also not kosher and it's not cool. And I'm not here to yeah. defend it. It's naive It's morally to think... bankrupt. Is it sexual assault to the extent of the 20 women claim? No, it's not. They claim they were actually assaulted by him. That's different behavior. That's different behavior. I'm sure Harvey Weinstein had a shit ton of people auditioning. But it's naked, a pattern. It's which a pattern. is wrong. It's a pattern, Which is right? wrong. But that's not to say that he was forcing their hands up their skirt. When Noel Clark was doing that, he was doing it in a less obvious way than someone like Harvey Weinstein was doing and that's why people couldn't speak against him. I don't think it's less obvious. Actually Walters for I think Harvey Weinstein it. did a lot of things behind behind the scenes. Like that. there was like like French some the French actress Leia Seydoux that happened in a hotel. A lot of it happened over massages in quiet settings. And I think the only people who knew in the Harvey Weinstein cases was his assistant who pretty much orchestrated some of these women going to the hotel rooms basically pimp kind of role. Play the Ghislaine uh, role. Yeah, exactly. So um I don't necessarily want to make that distinction between what constitutes abuse, harassment, bad, good, etc. because it's clear that he's done a bunch of very, very egregious things. The reality, though, is that if he is doing things as brazen as drop your pants, drop your clothes, this might be a nude scene, so we need to see what you're working with, when that's just not really normal in casting in general, and you've got people who were there, who were witnessing it, but keeping stum. I understand the power dynamic and everything that you said in the start, but the brazen attitude that one would have to have to do that probably translates to equivalent brazen acts throughout the course of his career. And nobody's going to tell me, similar to what Tommy said, that everybody was just like, no, 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 it's cool. The other thing- He's a cool guy. Yeah, and I understand that. Sorry, the other thing to compound your point is that, Given the power dynamics and given that you get away with it the first time, the second time, the third time, it would be naive to think that it didn't escalate in its brazenness, yeah. right? And how flagrant it actually was. So maybe the first couple of times was in a changing room or behind the scenes or whatever, right? Where you're one-on-one. But part, I guess, of, I guess from what I've read and what I've understood, part of the attraction is that power play, right? Is that subjugating subjugating another person, right? And often in front of a crowd, yeah. right? So it becomes increasingly flagrant. And on top of all of that, that flagrancy is what makes it difficult 
to say that no one else knew. Mm. So then, what, okay, so then, okay, so even if we take your points as valid, do we still chastise Ashley Waters for coming out and saying something? Yeah, well, no, we don't. No, it's not about Ashley Waters. But the point you but came out, so he came out and said here. something. You said, "Well, is this is self-serving?" Yeah, it's about, it's about, so if he doesn't come out, then he's me, just then he's supporting this behaviour. No, it's but better he, that he came out and spoke. Of case. My angle is about a web of complicity, right? And I think in these cases, as with R. Kelly. As with Michael Jackson, well, he wasn't guilty. Allegedly. Well, wasn't proven guilty. Yeah. Acquitted. Right, but let's, let's, focus, well, on, let's focus on R. Kelly. It's, it's obviously clear that that was a network, a chain, sure. a whole management group of sure. people who enabled and facilitated that fuckery. What I'm trying to say is maybe Noel Clark had a similar situation. So it's a little bit rich. I'm, I'm not making a judgment. I'm just asking the question. Is it a little bit rich? given there is a high chance of somebody like Ashley maybe knew that he is the first to come out and be like, I'm disassociating myself from something. Given that he called himself a friend. Yeah. Not just a coworker. Yeah. A friend. Yeah. Right. Is it a little bit rich for somebody like Ashley Walters to seemingly get ahead of it, to essentially relinquish himself of any responsibility when the likelihood is that he couldn't have not seen something and all the time have known each other? It's not optional. Like, he has to do this, right? Like, firstly, I get where Johnny's coming from. We shouldn't try to um, predict his motivation mm. for what he did, right? Got it. But at the same time, he has no other option. If he doesn't come out this forcefully, he gets tarred with the same brush, right? And we've seen we've seen how prevalent cancel culture is, right? And how easily and how quickly people get cancelled. So... If Ashley Waters didn't come out with such a, a statement and so early on, given how close they are and how long they've worked together, the assumption would be that that he was either in on it or his silence is some form of guilt or endorsement. So I, then let me give you another example. I just don't think, I don't think it's so let me, that you can attack let me him jump in. presuming that and maybe he our must tone, have known because he's worked with maybe him. Our to, maybe fair. our tone is off because, again, I don't want to make it sound like it's a judgment, but... To Tommy's point just now, let me give another example. Solo 4-5, Boy Better Know. Mm -hmm. You said that Ashley kind of had to say something. Skepta, JME, didn't say anything. None of them did. Yeah, but I don't know who you're talking about. So I Solo 4-5 was that guy who had that song, Feed him to the lions. Yeah, but feed him to and the he, lions. And he got locked up for 30 years, like a long a stretch, stretch yeah. because of multiple rapes, wow. right? And, you know... I don't want to go too off script from what happened in the court and who the um, who the accusers were, but in most cases, it was like on tours, his fans, et cetera, et cetera. So again, probably in settings where he's with them and them and his business partners, who were also his friends, who when that happened, when the accusations first came, didn't say anything. And then when the uh, verdict came, didn't say anything. So do they have to say something like Ashley did. It's not the same, I think, because um, what was clear with Noel Clark's issue is that it was going to be front page news, right? He had just got an award from BAFTA, which will go on to how ill-conceived that BAFTA thing was because yeah. they knew about it going into the award, uh, awarding of the, of, the, of the prize or whatever, right? Mm. So he has to say something because this is much bigger news. Solo 45... Probably didn't make any newspapers. Probably it made newspapers for sure. Um, 
But again, I don't know. Like I don't have the scale news, of it. Right? I don't have the size on, I of it. Can important. I just say, just because Skepta Jeremy, Frisco, BBK didn't speak about Solo Four Five, isn't to say that Ashley Waters was equally complicit and must have known to the same extent that BBK did. We don't know. We don't know the the working relationship. We don't know the context in which Solo Four Five's assaults were done versus Noel Clark's. It's it's impossible to say that Ashley Waters was as close to the attacks as the BBK lot were around Solo 4-5. It's course. just not fair for, to speak out against someone who did condemn the actions because other people didn't. I don't think we're condemning him. Yeah. I think the question was simply, was, his, uh, was any of that statement self-serving? I think that's basically the question, right? The question is, when, you're, when you make the decision as to speak out against your friend, as he said, of many, many years, various TV shows and so forth, when you're making that decision... Where is it's it coming not from? purely altruistic. Let's put it that way. There has to be like it's naive to think that there are no self-serving calculations. It's it's. It, I, okay, I, I fine, wouldn't yeah, believe it. Fine. Okay, I can understand. Naturally, there's he's a PR got, team. He's got there's a manager. Fans, there's an yeah, agent. Like, there's okay, fine, There's a whole ecosystem fine, supporting this guy. Okay, fine. Like there's a bit of Nietzsche involved. I get it, right? But but we're not giving him too much of a tough time. We, that was just a simple. Yeah. You know, is it part of his thinking? Is he trying to get ahead of it? Well, I don't or think that's how it came out. I think you said like he basically came out and said it because it was protecting his own image. And I don't. I no, I asked the question. I, I asked the question. Think that's fair. I think he. I think he genuinely cares about these victims. As we said, wholesome bloke, family man, doing his whole young successful black actor All buying. Right. So buying let me ask you a direct question. The guy question. seems to be wholesome energy. You can't no. just say that he's only doing this for, what do you for think self-serving vibes. I think that's wrong. Along the lines of web of complicity, what do you think the likelihood is that somebody like Ashley did know? Given all the facts about Noel Clark right now, just your general view on that. Again, from what I understand from the allegations, from the reporting, I've not seen any clear evidence that it was either done in front of Ashley Waters or that it happened during projects that they worked on together. Right. So Bulletproof is the main one. I'm not entirely sure that any accusations have been made during shooting sessions of Bulletproof, if there were casting sessions where this weird naked behavior stuff went on, I'm not sure Ashley Waters would have been. For some reason, I've ended up becoming Ashley Waters' defense lawyer during this, <laughs> during this Here's a question for you. Do you think he would have said something if it wasn't going to be big news? I think he would have done. I think he would have done. I think if he, I, I, again, not to be Ashley Waters' defense lawyer, I don't fucking know the bloke, but I think he's the kind of guy who, if he saw this behavior, would have G-checked his people. And defense implies that we're attacking. I fucking love Ashley Waters. Like, yeah, I said that from the start, like right? Like, I sure, love the guy. Sure, but, but I do think he's the kind of guy that would G-check his people. Now, if Noel Clark's working with like wannabe casting agents who just want to get close to a power broker, who, which Noel Clark ultimately is, being a BAFTA winner, what he became to be a BAFTA definitely winner. a power broker if you ask the my, my size Don. Sure, mm -hmm. sure, right? Now these people, yeah, they're bang guilty of not saying anything. Casting agents who are watching 19 to 24-year-old girls come in and drop their even clothes. Younger, yeah. Or even younger, drop their clothes for nude scenes knowing full well that this thing's being fucking cast in the Arctic. Yeah, they're bang guilty. They're bang guilty. Yeah. And it's this lack of action that leads to this behavior. But I don't think we can condemn actually what was coming yeah. out and actually speaking against it. Cool. And I started this by saying that this has become a story again, not that it kind of ever left us, but it's kind of been reignited because of what's happened on the set of Doctor Who. Another Doctor Who actor, a guy called John Barrowman, was mm -hmm. also accused of repeatedly exposing himself to workers on two BBC this productions. This going back years though, Going it? back years and years and years and years. So again, I don't necessarily think that 
while we can't prove that these things happened on Bulletproof with Ashley Waters, for example, I don't think we should steer too far away from the possibility that it did because much of this did happen on sets. So it is what it is. We can't necessarily prove it. My question was more around, as I keep saying it, but about complicity and how far that kind of reaches, whether or not it is just like the crew. Maybe it's not necessarily the acting crew. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't see things. Yes, Ashley, Ashley Waters may seem like the kind of person who would G-check people, but sometimes when you're just trying to pick up a check because Sky are footing um, a huge one yeah. for a primetime show, sometimes complicity and keeping quiet is also in your best interest. So I'm just trying to dig deeper. I've got no real destination in trying to dig deeper. I'm not trying to unearth anything, but it's unsettling for me knowing, as Tommy said at the start, we kind of all know, and we've spoken about this before, Sarah Everard, for example, we kind of all know in the crew, in the every group, group dynamic has that wrong and that everybody knows is the wrong and every office has that wrong and everybody knows that person is mm-hmm. the wrong and why would Noel Clark in this situation be any different? I don't know. I, I, I just don't see it. So I find it a bit funny when people are coming out of the woodwork saying, oh, I'm with, I'm with the women. When Michaela Coel just dropped like two... Uh, Two articles on her um, on her Twitter yeah. that spoke fucking volumes to yeah. me because industry secrets aren't necessarily really aren't really secrets. Not really secrets at all. So the fact that she just did article one from Guardian, article two from BBC, left it, and then in the morning Come out came out with a statement. statement. Yeah. I was like, she knows all of the fucking tea. Yeah, she knows all of it. So chances are that this was just like one of them industry shh yeah. things that has finally. Finally, correct. Yeah. For sure. If, especially if it's going on over three or four different, or two different productions. When yeah. You're about Doctor Who, you're talking about the other the other show he did. It seems, anyway. Yeah. Anyway, man, to everybody, to all the women well, involved, right? Yeah. To all the women involved. Um, yeah, hope you get justice. <laughs> Noel Clark is done out here. Must be. Finished. He's finished. And rightly so. Um, if everything that has been written is true, I think his responses to the accusations have been a bit weird. It's been awful. It's been awful. <laughs> um, deny, 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 but I'll go and then, get help just in case. Like, come on, yeah. bruv. Just, just bizarre. Just, just, just own up to just it. Just bizarre. Just own up to it. Um, but yeah, um, just hope everybody involved gets gets their justice and, and, their, and their just deserves. Um, that's pretty much our main, main, just today. But I'm pissed off. Oh. I'm pissed off. What's happened? We talk a lot about like how difficult this podcast thing is. Like not in terms of like what we do. Mm-hmm. What we do isn't the easiest, but not necessarily that. More about the fact that every single week mm-hmm. it would appear a brand new podcast is coming out and it's by somebody who is super, super fucking famous, super popular, has a huge following already and they're just clogging up the pipe. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was hesitant about telling you I was starting my own podcast. Look, we can get to that later. It's been a bumpy couple of weeks for me, Johnny. I don't need I don't need another one. Okay. Another so, one. So let's take it offline. <laughs> Maybe we can have it on the TCET YouTube page. That's what's up. I can help. Um you got, <laughs> segue. Um well actually no, digress. Did you guys uh see the uh what's the name? Kate and William. Got their own little YouTube channel now. Did now, they? Now they're content, content creators. I think the purpose of the this, channel, the purpose of this channel is to identify babies that are black or not black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to from that. Black, <laughs> from black or white photos. I'm looking forward to that game show. But no, back to the point. I it's going to be called In Coloured. I'm usually appalled when I hear news about most new podcasts from all these big celebrities that I've just mentioned. But this one that's just been announced. 
I'm rattled. I gotta say. I'm rattled. This sounds fucking amazing. This is the first, like a lot of new podcasts come out like ours and like you don't really think much of them, unlike ours. Um, <laughs> but this one, I'm genuinely rattled by who's hosting it. Dave Chappelle. Mm. Talib Kweli. Mm. Yasin Bey, AKA Most Deaf. Yeah, it's a problem. On a podcast. It's a problem. Blackstar and Dave Chappelle. I've got nothing more for you. It sounds amazing. I can't wait. I mean, go listen to it. I can't even hate. <laughs> go listen to it. I'm going to be listening to it. I'm in. Fuck. Do they come out on Tuesdays? I hope not. They better not come out on Tuesdays. <laughs> RT, please. I really hope not. Please don't come out on Tuesdays. Fucking annoying. But it sounds amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. And as we were saying earlier, contributors to some of the greatest sketches on the yeah. Dave Chappelle show. Legends. Ever. Friends. Legends. The, the race draft anchored by most deaf. Yeah, they've been friends from time because Blackstar performed because obviously Dave Chappelle used to have rappers at the end of the show. Blackstar performed. Most deaf, as he was named then, did a few of the segments, not yeah. just the racial draft. He did a few of the segments. He was, uh, um, he was the head of the CIA in Black yeah, Bush. Yes. Yeah. And, I got um, the yellow cake with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, wrapped up in the CIA napkin. I was even watching a film the other day. And this is why I just know this podcast is going to be amazing. People are like, oh, Dave Chappelle's on it and he's going to be the star. Nah, bro. Nah, like, bruv. Like, like, most Def's a guy, Most Def is the fucking guy, right? Like, I was, I was watching the um, galaxy, bro. He's a guy, bro. Yeah, and I was even watching like um, an old like black romantic film called um, Black Brown Sugar the other day with Sanar Lathan and Tay Diggs. And like most Def is in that as a, like an aspiring rapper. And he's just, He's fucking hilarious, bro. He's too funny, bro. He's charming, good-looking, entertaining. I know, and it's a real problem. And shout out most deaf, yeah. One of the one of the most amazing sort of starstruck moments in my life, and I don't usually get starstruck. Was when me and my brothers and a few of my friends went to Madrid. It was probably about four years ago. Really sunny weekend in February, which we didn't expect, but it was mad sunny. Very nice. Um, we went for a. We landed on the on the Friday. We went for like a a, a beer somewhere on some random street. We were just chilling outdoor, having a drink. Mm -hmm. Then I must have been like, I don't know, playing. I was like playing with my phone maybe, or it was something I was fiddling with and it dropped to the floor. I picked it up. I looked up. Most deaf. Mad. He's just, he's just there. Mad. And I'm literally just like, oh my fucking, you're most deaf. It's, and a, he's, it's a black star. And I, and I literally scare him like, because <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Um, and I literally scare him you out. You can see I've mortified him because I've scared him just by short. By You're not much bigger than him as well. Yeah, exactly. By sheer volume <laughs> of my voice. Um, but he's also, I can imagine for celebrities, you don't want too much attention. You're baiting me out. So he was <laughs> actually. Shut up, be cool, bro. So it was weird because, because of my reaction, which was very fangirlish, right? He was a little bit startled and then he was kind of just like, yeah, yeah, cool. And then he walked off and I was just like, man, never meet your fucking heroes. <laughs> I was so upset. Like, because that wasn't, oh, just, really? that just yeah. wasn't the response. But then. It occurred to me as I was drinking my drink, just wondering how I could have dealt with that better. Um, my brothers were like, he's still over there just chilling. And there was like a little park adjacent to where we were drinking. Okay. And it was clear now that he was just like playing ball with like, um, with like a little kid. He was just there, just chilling. It was like probably a hundred yards away. And we were like, oh, wow. Maybe he's just here in Madrid. Maybe he's got a tour. Vibes. Like we were Googling, like he had a show that weekend. And he'd obviously brought the family in. But he was just chilling there playing ball. And then after like 45 minutes, he came back over and was like, yo, yeah, I'm really sorry, man. I know I was a little bit off before, but like, yo, yeah, you, you, you kind of scare me, but like, I know you guys show love. So I'm just here to show it back. And oh, I was just shit. like, I fucking love you, man. Mm. Iconic. I fucking love you. Do you know how fucking nice that is, man? He yeah, came cool back, That's backed everyone and That's said, big. yo, yeah. I think he said something like, um, yeah, I got a show tonight kind of thing. So if you're about, check it out. We couldn't go because we had plans, but like, 
just a fucking solid guy. You were too, sorry, hold on. You were too busy no, for most death. There was another reason. We did have plans. Certain man, a local. <laughs> Certain man. No, no, no. We did have plans, but I also think it was a sold out show. Um, so I think maybe one of the guys on the trip actually asked him for some free tickets, but I don't think he was able to swing it. But, but you all bottled it at the same time. But yeah, but like, that's my memory of the guy. I fucking love it. Those well, moments you just memory. never forget. It's, it's fucking amazing. He was so dope. Um, and now he's doing a podcast. And now he's doing a podcast, which I'm definitely going to tune into and steal their ideas from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, check that out as well. I'm also pissed off a little bit more about... Oh, God. Doing the whole angry black man this week. No, I'm pissed off. All right. Let me ask you, man, a question. Oh, God. Do you, man, follow Will Smith on Instagram? No. Do you? I don't, but I know the picture you're talking about. He's annoying me, bro. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Will Smith, for me, is one of the most legendary fucking iconic actors of the newer generation. What do you love, man? He's great. Right. 20 films of his I love. Oh, above that. Do you know what? That was, uh, that oh, was a heart-wrenching. Heart oh, to, to, to this day. Why do we love me, man? Heart-wrenching scene. I mean, oh, just, just legendary moments. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Are you about to cry? I love Will Smith. <laughs> well, <laughs> I loved Will Smith. It was Uncle, it was Uncle Phil. That, yeah. Gives him a big old big hug. man into the hug. Bro. Apparently that was all improvised as yeah, well. Yeah, like, it was. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out James Avery, bruv. May yeah. rest in peace. Rest in peace. But ever since Will Smith joined Instagram, which is a newer thing, by the way. He's only been on Instagram for a couple years. A couple years. Okay. I just feel like he's a bit of a beg. Oh. Now... I mean, he did let his missus slot a rapper. Yeah. We don't even need to talk about the whole Alcina <laughs> shit. That was wild. Um, and, and to be honest... Well, he was like a another... friend to Will as well. Yeah, yeah. he's kind of friends with everybody. We should uh, send hold Will on. the segment it, of our was like, relationship hold on, hold on. advice. Did, he was like did, playing Jade, Jenga upstairs Did Jada DM you that yeah, story? That, that's, Is that what happened? That's how we got <laughs> it. was all an entanglement. <laughs> yes. I just, he's just a bit of a beg. Like, he's a happy-go-lucky guy. He's got all the money in the world and he's clearly living an, an amazing life, right? He's blown more money than I will ever make. Scientology right? seems to be the way. Yeah. But what I don't like is just how much he's just like always trying to just engage. There's engagement and then there's over-engagement. Let me cut to the chase. You may have seen, listeners, Will Smith upload a picture of himself saying something along the lines of, this is the worst condition I have ever been in in my life. I'm setting myself a challenge. I'm going to get myself back to my former previous best self. Okay. Now, if you see this picture mm -hmm. guys this is why i am pissed off look at this please look at the picture look at this place look at look at this look at what's, this what's 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 wrong with him yeah he's it's dad bod he's 52 years old it's dad bod. what do you mean what would you what do you what are you trying to achieve here there are people with some real fucking problems with yeah yeah and you you're gonna upload this yeah and you're gonna fill up people's fill up people's minds with hopes and dreams when you've got a friggin nutritionist personal trainer yeah all the hours in the day in between shooting films yeah you ain't living a real life my g yeah if you turn that around and you look like friggin Dwayne Johnson at the end of it am I what am I meant to give you ratings yeah look he's not he's am he's, I meant to give you ratings he's clearly that not said that guy from Big Bang Theory when he got wedge I dapped him which one who the Sheldon no the Asian <laughs> Did Sheldon get buff have you I not seen know. the Asian guy no I mean, no, no, can no, I just no. say... Not Big Bang... Wow, that was racist. You're hella racist. <gasps> but can racist. I just say Big Bang Theory is racist. the worst TV show of all Genuinely time. Genuinely racist. Horrible. It's the worst TV. It was it's horrible. Even, it's even less funny than Friends, and I don't care if that loses me followers. It was Silicon Valley. The Asian bear from Silicon Valley. Uh, oh, I've no, heard about this. I haven't watched that yet. Uh, so it's good. It's funny. But they, he's like he plays the same kind of dweeby Asian bread from from that the, the other guy plays from uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. It's the same kind of character. 
Um, he is now wedge. Oh, swear. Like he was, he's like he's filming, but he's actually. rich. So it's the same thing like you said. He's filming some Marvel film. The Marvel guy set him up with a nutritionist and uh, and some personal trainer for a year. So it was a one year transformation. But if you Google him and you see the before and after, and obviously there's gonna be a bunch of you know Mexican supplements. Let's call them. <laughs> yes. But this, regardless, this it is, is impressive. This is the best. This is the, this is what you said. This is the body that carried me through an entire pandemic and countless days grazing through the pantry. I love this body, but I want to feel capital letters better. No more midnight muffins. This is it. I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. Teaming up with YouTube, of course. Oh, obviously. Mm. To get my health and wellness back on track. Hope it works. Yo, look, uh, I, Fuck's I, sake, man. I just want to say Will so, is so annoying. As Caitlyn Jenner outlined in a Fox interview this week, Oh, no. Um, one of her neighbors has, has, has kind of like consoled in her um, that given the prevalence of homeless people in the state of California, um, her neighbor's considering selling the, the hangar in which they house their private aircraft opposite Caitlyn Jenner's and moving to Arizona. And, you know, it's kind of there's a trend developing of extremely rich Hollywood celebrities really being in touch with what people are going through. Um, so if Will Smith feels like he's been eating too many muffins during this pandemic, we we really should be accommodative for his for Johnny, his mental health, for his for you, his well being. But, but Johnny, um, and I I care. Um, I, I, I hope he does well for himself. There are men our age who don't look like that. I mean, he looks better than I do. He looks better. He's than He's fifty two. He's no like he's no light skinned Terry Terry Crews, but he is he's doing better than Lawrence Fishburne. So I think he should probably just the take other thing that. that's worth noting by the way, is it's all self-motivation, right? Don't because, care. Because realistically, like you said, more super rich, done everything he needs to do, married, whatever the, uh, the, the status will, will carry him through the rest of, if we believe the open relationship chat. Oh, that's happening. And if it, so, <laughs> I need so to get in on that. <laughs> what's he, he's just doing it for himself, basically, which is commendable then, I guess at that stage. If you look at, I get what you're saying. It is a bit beggy. All his Instagram, when he joined Instagram, the reason that they were all loving it is because it was super high production value, right? Yeah. Mm. So he had like a team producing yes. the videos yes. and da 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 So he put some serious effort into it. So I get that part goes against the kind of whatever. Let's Organic yeah, DIY kind of... Instagram feel. Exactly. Two twos. Yeah. Two twos. If I had two. But if regardless, I had two... he's Will Smith. He doesn't need a six pack. But two twos. If I had two fucking weird kids and my missus <laughs> was smashing my mate, I would probably want to hit the gym as well. So in that context, I can understand just, it. Yo, free will, man. <laughs> free, free the kid free will. Willy. Free willy. Free willy, man. <laughs> so basically my slight annoyance towards Will is possibly misplaced. Maybe, yeah. Possibly. Okay, okay. that's possibly. fair. That's it's just fair. hashtag angry black man. That's fair. This is a safe place. I appreciate your honesty. Can I say one thing before we round off, round off this episode? Um, no. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, it's quite a serious one. It's quite a serious one. Oh, I, I just wanted to send um, solidarity to the people of Colombia. Don't know. Um, viva Colombia, viva la República, viva el pueblo colombiano. What's been going on in Colombia is awful. Um, to catch people up with what's been happening, um, the government tried to impose a tax increase and a removal of certain benefits that largely impacted the poorest towards the lower middle class in Colombia that uh, caused protests by largely initially organized by 
trade unions, but was later joined by the middle classes who feared being dragged into poverty by the imposition of these taxes that then spread to wider protests after the original bill was reduced against ongoing police violence, murders of various women around the country. And in as all fucking shitty right-wing governments did and do, uh, in the name of national security, the government of Colombia called um, essentially for martial law, put the army on the streets and increased police powers to deal with what was essentially peaceful protest. Uh, the people of Colombia are under attack from their own police forces, from their own army forces, for demonstrating for basic rights. And it's absolutely awful. Um, like I said, solidarity with the people of Colombia, solidarity know. with um, the movement against this right-wing government um, in Colombia. And much like the problems that we have in Venezuela, Latin America needs its local movements, it needs its organization. It has a long, successful history of union organization, trade union movements, organizing for the betterment of people. I hope that continues in Colombia, but I really hope that people are safe, get home well. Amen, and amen. the situation in Colombia sorts itself amen, out. Amen, Well said, brother. Well said, well said. Prayers and thoughts with everybody. Hasta la victoria siempre. What the man them said. Um, Give it uh, a go, go on. One more time. Hasta... Just say the whole thing, bro. Hasta la victoria I'm siempre. I'm trying to feel me into it one word at a time. <laughs> Fucking hell, bro. One more time. Hasta la victoria siempre. Hasta la victoria la siempre. Oh, yeah, almost. Almost. Boop, 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 boop. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really feel like playing white guy summer after this now. Yeah, kind of, kind a bit of down up, didn't you, Johnny? I mean, Chet could be Latino. I think he's, I think it's in there somewhere. I'll like I'll be the segue from Latino chat to white boys. Hey. The thing no. is, I don't think that works because in 2021 <laughs> we can identify as anything we want to be. That's how we're, that's how we're getting on the trip. That's how we're getting on the trip. We're we ide we, we identify as white. What? <laughs> <laughs> what was the name? What? Do what was her name? Tracy uh, Dobazol or whatever. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. 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 Yeah. She was the first one. Yes. What would your name the be? Pioneer. What would your name what be? Would my name. What's be? your white name? What's your white name? I think I think we definitely have to go with one of the names we named earlier. The ones that are dying, like Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> I got one. Go on. oh, yeah. What's yours? Alistair. Mm. What surname? Give us. Give me a surname. Stuart. Alistair Stewart. <laughs> That's pretty white, to be fair. That's super white. <laughs> that sounds I, rich, though. I, I would go Roger Stevens. Roger Stevens. Yeah, you okay. wouldn't even have to change your name. <laughs> I don't understand why you're playing this game. Oh, I'm not just... Alistair, Alistair, Alistair Downey. Alistair Downey? You're yeah. on Scottish. Is that Scottish? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Fuck it. Get your accent out. Or you could be like a... No, like no, no, a... Not after yours. <laughs> not after yours. No, no, no. I'm never doing Scottish again. You could do like a Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald, okay. Alistair Fitzgerald, the young Irish. Mm. Okay, yeah, the whole yeah, Fitz like thing that. means it's illegitimate, right? Yeah. Does it? That's, I think that's what it is. The Fitz uh. thing means that, like, something. Well, unless I'm just talking out my ass. I never heard of that. It might be true. <laughs> that would be a first. first. I think, I think yeah. That's what it means. Yeah, it would be a first. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> um, to round off properly, catch us here every other week. Yes. Bi-weekly. Yes. Every two, that means every two weeks. Every two case. weeks. Cause yeah, because apparently bi-weekly <laughs> means, yeah, bi-weekly apparently means twice a week or every other week. No, 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 so we're here we every say, two weeks. We say fortnightly. Yes. Um, yes. We are here fortnightly. Yes. Every Tuesday. Yeah, every Apple, other Tuesday. Every, what did I say? You said every Tuesday. Fucking hell. Every other Tuesday, because that's what fortnightly means, rude boy. Yes. We're on Apple Podcasts, rude boy. Spotify, rude boy. YouTube, rude boy. And if you want to know why you should be listening to us, it's because we spit hot shit. Dylan. 
That's what's up.